It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again. The Washington Wizards lose to the Toronto Raptors 132 to 102 and the 202. And seven Wizards did score in double figures, but this was a total team loss. So we are going to look at tonight's loss. Uh, we're going to answer the question like, has Jordan Poole turned the corner for the Wizards? And then we're going to chop it up at the end, like we always do. Next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again. Uh, my man, my guy, the red Oliver is definitely feeling under weather tonight. So definitely keep my man in your prayers, but I'm a real solo tonight, but I definitely appreciate you guys making Locked the Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use promo code all lowercase Locked on NBA for a deposit matchup to $100. So the Washington Wizards, yes, seven Wizards did score in double figures, but this was a total team loss as the Wizards lose to the Toronto Raptors, 132 to 102 in D.C. at cap one. So let's get into it, shall we? All right, so look at the stat line. Um, we're going to look at from a team standpoint. You know, again, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm probably going to say a lot more. Different game. Same script. If you look at what's going on, um, the Wizards shot 24% from three-point as opposed to the Toronto Raptors who shot, if you round it up, 40% from three-point range. So, again, we got pummeled from the perimeter. Um, looking at rebounding, they out-rebounded us 57-41. to 41. They got 14 offensive rebounds opposed to our 10 assist numbers. Ball movement was a lot more fluid than ours, man. I mean, they got 43 assists. We got 25. Um, looking at other stats, they did beat us, and uh, we did beat them in one category, which was turnovers. Uh, they got 20, we got 17, but points in the paint 62 to 56. We lost. I mean, again, second chance points. I say this all the time, you know, the fact that we give up so many offensive rebounds, you know, it, it leads to prolonged possessions and second chance points. So, if you look at the stat line, they got 22 second chance points as opposed to our five. Fast break points, 27 to 8, we lost that. They pushed the pace, 
They caught our defense off guard. We're terrible in transition, and they capitalized. This is a well-coached. This is a, this is a team that look. Yeah, I get it. Looking at the standings, they are better than us, but they're not. A, you know, they're not really where they want to be yet. If you look at the, the record right now, they have a record of twelve and eighteen. So the twelfth in the East, as opposed to five and twenty-five, we're fourteenth in the East. So they're not too much better, but you can tell that. The, is there a talent gap? Yes. I mean, they have a young squad who's ready to roll. So looking at us, man, again, we got dominated every aspect of the game. This was a team loss for us. Now, looking at individual statistics, like, again, seven Wizards and double figures, but ball movement was atrocious. I mean, atrocious, I mean, excuse me, uh, atrocious, man. Terrible. You know, looking at the starting five, Tyus Jones, 11 points, two rebounds, five assists. Uh, shot five for 12 from the field, one for six from three. So uh, he cooled down a little bit, but, you know, Tyus Jones, has, you know, that's usually around his average showing, man, usually around 10 to 15 points, five to seven, maybe eight assists. So you know, Tyus Jones does what he does, man. He's holding down the point guard position. Jordan Poole, 14 points, four rebounds, four assists, one block, five for 12 from the field, one for seven from three. So, again, another person where three-point shooting was abysmal tonight. Denny Alvia, a better showing offensively. 12 points, two rebounds, one assist, five for eight from the field, and one for one for three, hitting uh, a wide-open three. Definitely what you want to see from Denny. Two steals, no turnovers. So, Denny, this was a better showing offensively. Kuzma, you know, both me and Ed said in the previous episode, man, is that, look, man, <laughs> he's definitely he's playing through an injury. You know, they need to go ahead and give him some time to rest. There's really no reason in the world why he needs to be playing. He, he needs to sit down and, and get rested up, man, because – you know, he continues to struggle. You know, the, it was at a, you know, for most of the season, he was averaging plus, you know, 20 plus points at night where he's kind of cooled down, uh, not really looking interested. I mean, half the team, you know, if you look at Kuz, you know, Gaff had his moments night where he didn't look interested. Um, and we're about to touch base on that. But Kuzma, underwhelming 14 points, four rebounds, seven assists. Now, assist numbers, he was trying to get other people involved. You know, as you look at the fact that we do have seven Wizards in double figures. But still, I mean, we lost by 30 points. So, I mean, uh, Daniel Gafford, 12 points, eight rebounds, four steals, one block. He has been playing well. Now, we're going to touch base again why they were so uninterested. This was a this was a game where no, it, it, just, it clearly showed, man. Nobody really cared. You're getting close to the deadline. People are just, I, th I think a lot of people are playing to get up out of here. Um, the interest is not there. And it's tough to watch. You know, it's tough for us because, you know, for us dedicated fans who are trying to stay loyal and um, watch this team, even when they're at their lowest, you know, the see the looks on their faces that they don't care. It really is hard for the fan base, man. You know, like I said, and um, so before we really get into that, um, this, the, the second unit, uh, Bilal Koulibaly, uh, on 24 minutes, 10 points, four rebounds, two assists, four for eight from the field, one for four from three, but I do like the fact that he's shooting those shots. Uh, Corey Kisper, 13 points, five for eight from the field, two for five from three. So he, he did well at times, man, but, you know, he's kind of off and on. We know what his MO is. And Landry Shamit, only 10 minutes. But in 10 minutes, he got seven points, one assist, and including a really, really nice dunk in the first half. But, again, man, and I guess we can go ahead and slide in that before the first break, is that, you know, and I noticed a lot of you guys noticed in the comments section, not a lot of care in the world. I mean, this team, a lot of people are ready to get traded. This team is – you don't see a lot of excitement, you know, you don't see you no happiness that people just 
I think a lot of the team has checked out. And like I said, from a fan perspective, you know, from, uh, you know, from an analyst perspective, somebody who covers the team, me and my guy, Ed, man, you know, it, it's tough because, you know, you're showing out numbers to try to show sports to the team. But if they're not interested, it's just w- w- what messages I really send the fan base, you know, and it's me being a 100 with y'all, man. Like, you know, I want to see some care. I get it, man. This team is not very good. They're they're in the transitional year, then a rebuild. You know, if you look at the record, man, we are five and 25. We are 14th in the East. And, and good Lord, if it weren't for the Detroit Pistons, we would be the Detroit Pistons. I mean, let's be totally 100 with this. And, you know, it's not a knock against the team. Big fan. I cover the team. But here's my thing is that you've got to – I mean, I think a lot of the team has checked out. And so I agree with a lot of you guys who kind of saw the <laughs> the looks in a lot of faces. You know, Dan Gaffer kind of checked out. I mean, so I think a lot of people – if you look at the names that are involved in the trade deadline or leading up to the trade deadline – a lot of people have been named, right? You know, Tyus Jones has been linked to the Houston Rockets, the Orlando Magic. I think the Lakers might be a really good fit. Um, looking at Kyle Kuzma, he's going to get a lot of attention going towards the deadline. You know, Daniel Gafford was named as a potential replacement for Mitchell Robinson in New York. So I think that would be a fit. I'm a Gaff fan, but you know what? It's a rebuild. And especially if we go out in the draft and get a center, you know, maybe it's best served to have a, a young guy in the wings ready to take over. So we'll see, man. Um, like I said, it's it's unfortunate, but I do believe that this team is checked out. You know, a lot of them are going through the motions. A lot of them are just playing till we get to the deadline because obviously after the deadline, after this front office gets rid of a lot of these veteran contract, um, expiring contracts, you're going to see a lot more playing time for the young guys, especially Bilal. Uh, you know, did I, I, I'm not going to say didn't. I don't really – consider him a young guy anymore especially signing an extension but you know he's definitely young when you know the young guys on this team so definitely gonna get a lot more minutes for these guys who are trying to develop but i think they checked out y'all and and like i said it's just it's hard to watch and i get it you know and and shout out to joshua jenkins i just seen a comment um yeah i get it man uh we are rebuilding i get it it's hard to judge the coaches but i think we are definitely tanking but you know that's the thing man it's one thing to lose, but you have to try. You know, that, that's culture. We've heard a lot about culture from this team, you know, as far as the front office and Coach West Sunsell Jr. is that they're trying to solidify the culture as a foundation for this team going forward because it has to be. Culture has to be part of the foundation going forward. And part of part of culture is playing hard. You know, when your team's checked out, I just, I you know, I really feel for the fan base because they're, you, you don't see any kind of care in the world. And it's hard to tune in. It's hard to spend money it's, it's hard to make that drive to go support a team that has checked out so you know I'm, I'm we'll see like i said the deadline is getting closer and like i said a lot of guys on this team really everybody but Bilal should be a tradable asset so again tonight the wizards drop to the toronto raptors at home 132 to 102 seven wizards do score in, in double figures but we were outplayed almost every facet of the game so uh, next, we are going to talk about has Jordan Poole turned the corner and what is his expectations for the rest of the season? And what do you think is his long-term pitcher? Is he going to be in here in D.C. or is he going to be for another franchise? We are going to talk about it next. And then at the end, we're going to chop it up like we always do. But tonight's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who has, who Josh has picked out for us this week. eBay guarantee fit, 
fantasy picks of the week. All right, so we're looking at five players. Um, I'm going to go over the five, how they would fit on your team, and then which one I would recommend rolling with going forward, man, because I am a fantasy basketball player. I'm a fantasy everything. So um, we're going to start with Danny. Oh, Danny. Dante Exum. Jason Kidd said that when healthy, the Mavs are still planning on starting Exum. His shooting will regress, but that role is enticing. I mean, when you're on a team with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, I wouldn't expect too many looks, but I mean, if you're looking for, I, I'm not going to, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I would recommend Dante Exum right now. I mean, like I said, for that reason, you know, he's not going to get a lot of looks. You know, maybe if you need assists for your bench, I definitely, you know, you could roll with him. Uh, another player, Jaden Ivey of the Detroit Pistons. Monty Williams has finally given him minutes and Ivey has delivered. It remains to be seen if Williams keeps him in that role on a consistent basis, but I like adding Ivy. And I agree with Josh, man. I think that Jaden Ivy, man, if you're looking for a scoring punch off the bench, you know, he's going to get minutes. You know, he's doing he's going to get minutes, whether they're trying to develop him or they're trying to, you know, trying to move on from at the deadline. If you need points off the bench, definitely consider Jaden Ivy for your fantasy. Um, Isaiah Hardenstein appears that Mitch Robinson is out for the season, and Isaiah Hardenstein is a clear add if he's available. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. If you're looking for rebounds. Some, some blocks definitely consider Isaiah Hardenstein because he is in place of Mitch Robinson, who's out for the year. Jalen Johnson. If Jalen Johnson was dropped in your league, make sure you grab him now because he is returning for injury in the coming games. I mean, look, the kid can straight out play. So I would definitely strongly consider adding Jalen Johnson from the waiver wire. And last turn Prince. He isn't spectacular, but the Lakers need his shooting and he's on a nice run of late. Yeah. If you're looking for uh, three points, definitely look at turn Prince, man. I mean, defense, you know, you know, steals. If you're looking for a boost in your steal numbers, definitely roll with him. But out of the five, I'm looking at Jaden Ivey. That is definitely somebody that I'm going to add, especially right after the broadcast. I'm going to add Jaden Ivey. So that's who I definitely recommend. So with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it man and with ebay guarantee fit is guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash you know what i'm saying so keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com ebay guarantee fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league Go Locked On Sports Today on YouTube or subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, again, appreciate you guys showing up. Nightman, show me some love. Um, let's get into it. Um, Jordan Poole, has he turned the corner? And what is the long-term outlook, whether it's here in D.C. or with another organization? All right, let's, let's slide right into it. All right, Jordan Poole, he has been playing better. And I'll say this, man, he does, a look, he does look a lot more locked in. Now, are there things he needs to work on? Yeah, man. I mean, my biggest issue with him, you know, obviously, look, beginning of the year, we saw a lot of immature issues. Chambi, you know, Hollywood, you know, shooting the ball and turning around and a lot of ill-advised shots trying to be fancy. You know, he has settled down a little bit of late. He's starting to look more locked in. And could he improve? I think he will, especially with a lot more playing time. After the deadline, it's really going to give us a clear picture of what this organization is trying to do going forward as far as who's, you know, who's going to be here. Because like I said, Again, everybody on the squad should be on the chopping block. Everybody should be a tradable asset outside of Blau Kulabali. Everybody should be tradable. So 
the deadline is going to show truly what is the direction of this team. But Jordan Poole has he has, has been a lot more locked in. Um, again, tonight, he, you know, he was one of seven Wizards in double figures. But, you know, long term, here's my question for you guys. Definitely let me know in the comment section, comment down below on the YouTube side. If Jordan Poole does figure it out in D.C., do you still see him maybe as a future piece of this foundation? Or do you still flip him for assets? Because, again, you know, when he first got here, Jordan Poole said, you know, he kind of mentioned this is my team. Uh, he kind of had the MO, the, the mind frame that this is his team. Organization kind of said on the fly, hey, ah, we don't know if we really see you in that capacity. And they kind of looked at him, you know, similar to Kyle Kuzma as a tradable asset. So what would you guys do? You guys definitely let me know. But me, I mean, it, it's really a difficult question to answer now. I mean, you know, it's easy. I mean, it's hard, but it's easy, right? I mean, if that makes sense to you guys. Like, you know, he's here for four, he's on a four-year contract. So do, are they really in a hurry to move him? No. But does it also behoove them to boost his value in a chance they can find that right deal? Absolutely. And I, I've said it before, man. You know, if I'm the front office, I'm going to be very transparent with Jordan Poole and say, I'm going to ask him, do you want to be here? If not, help us boost your value, and then we can move on. Because you best believe, again, everybody knows roster is – tradable you know jordan pool they're going they're going to definitely try to boost his value and move him at some point if indeed you know they're 100 on him not being part of the foundation but if he figures it out what would you guys would you guys can would you guys retain him me i'm i'm really 50 50 like i said i, I like jordan pool we know what he can't do he can't defend um he doesn't utilize the shot clock you know he shoots a lot of low percentage ill-advised shots you know he tries to be hollywood but as a young guy who came from a championship contender where a lot of these issues were hid behind the leadership they had in Golden State. And now that he's in the in the forefront in D.C. is being part of the duo with him and Kyle Kuzma, a lot of these issues are kind of put out there, right? So he's got some growing up to do. But if he locks in and he improves as a player, we'll see. He's still young. He hasn't hit his he hasn't hit his prime yet. So we, we, we shall see. But I on the flip side, I definitely see the alert of him being a potential trade asset because you know if he if he figures it out especially if he figures it out here in dc with our situation you know he could be a trade asset so we shall see man you know um has he turned the corner i think he's a lot more locked in but i don't know if he's at that mind frame yet where he's ready to do i mean because like i said it has to be a weird culture shock right going from golden state warriors where you have that core there in golden state you know you have the championship trophies you know you have the culture there and you go to dc where they're trying to solidify a culture you know they're, they're trying to you know, you know what i mean and, and veteran wise you have Kyle kuzma you know you have a really you know a head coach who he's in year three so the, the variables are different the it is, is a completely different situation and i do believe that he has to acclimate to what his situation is in dc and figure out who he is as a player you know who is jordan Poole as a player and i and i guarantee if he figures that out man and he locks in. Who knows? We'll see what he does the rest of the year, man. I don't see him being moved at the deadline because right now I don't see him having value. You know, he's got too many things he needs to work on. And look, he is definitely, a, you know, the, the the NBA world has him under a microscope. So they know the, the issues he has, you know, the struggles he's had. But he is definitely, definitely, definitely getting better. He definitely is getting better. So uh, definitely let me know what you guys think, man. Um, You know, he definitely – is going to be a trade asset, but could he still be part of the foundation here in D.C.? 
let's talk about it. So uh, we're going to move on. We're going to get into comments. I, I, we have 21 people in here. Um, definitely appreciate you guys, man, rocking with me tonight. Uh, Wednesday on the back-to-back. You know, my guy E, man, he's out sick, so definitely keep him in your prayers, man. It's that time of the year, man. I mean, I was sick a week ago. It's always something going around, man. So definitely keep Ed, you know, definitely keep him in your prayers, man. He gets better. Um, so we're going to get into comments, but before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So ask you probably ask you, what is Prize Picks? Well, Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than two to six player stats projections and watch the winnings roll in. So with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball for the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two more players from different sports leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo of three points made and receptions. Got to check that out, right? Want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player that exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. That's big. Prize Picks is the only daily, uh, daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So definitely check that out. So go to prospects.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on for a first deposit match up to $100. And again, all you have to do is go to prospects.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on for the first deposit matchup to $100. So let's get into comments again, man. Um, I definitely appreciate you guys rocking with me tonight, man. So let's slide into it. All right, this is uh Bullets Nation. What's good? Happy holidays, Brandon and Ed. Sorry y'all had to waste your time watching us lose by 30. Did y'all notice Kuzma and Gafford looking very un- uninterested? Gafford, instead of contesting, just watch people shoot. I, you know, and that kind of goes along the lines of what I was saying, man. Um, a lot of them are checked out. You know, a lot of these vets are are waiting on the deadline to see where they're going. I mean, like I said, um, I recently talked to Landry Shamet or Shamit. Oh Lord, ah, Shamit. Um, I, I talked to him um, on Christmas Eve, man, and I asked him, I said, you know, what's your mind frame going forward with the deadline coming up? Are you are you staying in the moment or in the back of your mind are you thinking about the deadline? And he kind of gave a look towards the, the GM office about the practice facility, but um, he, he it's basically it is what it is. He's been traded before, and, he, and they, most of these veterans know the situation. They know that a lot of them are going to get moved, either it be trade or – a buyout candidate because at this point Gallo looking more and more like a buyout candidate. So I think they've checked out, man. Um, Gaffer is interesting because you know, year one going to an extension, you know, there has been rumors that the New York Knicks are looking at him as being a, a possible replacement for Mitchell Robinson. You know, Gaff has some value. Um, we know, you know, look, Gaff's a curious case because I'm a big Gaff fan. Um, paint defender, you know, can he be a little limited offensively outside of a law threat? Yes. Um, but defensively, he's been playing well. You know, the steals, block numbers are up. You know, he's definitely playing better ball. But he could be attracted to a team like the Knicks. You know, everybody on this team is definitely a tradable asset outside of Blah Kulabali. I stand by that, man. So definitely appreciate the comment. I completely agree with you, Bullets Nation, man. <laughs> uh, rolling on, man. Uh, Denvi for life. It's so hard to watch. It's so hard watching this team. No care effort on defense minus Bilal. Not even Gafford is trying defensively. Then on offense, turnover, air balls, and a lot of ball hogging. No eye in this team. I completely agree. Um, ball movement is non-existent. 
you know, Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole, had, we knew what the MO was going into the season. They were going to shoot a lot of shots, but you know, the, the inefficiency is, is hard to watch, not utilizing the shot clock, you know, launching the ball, shooting three pointers, you know, Kyle Kuzma can be very dependent on that three point shot. And same with Jordan Poole, you know, shooting the ball, Two, three seconds in the shot clock, it continues to just baffle me. You know, they got to utilize the shot clock, but you have to utilize the talent around them. So I completely agree, man. This is just no team basketball, and it's hard to watch. You know, it's hard to watch them lose, but I know a lot of us are loyal. But when you lose and you don't care, I just – I don't get that, man. I really do not get that because, again, a lot of people spend time and money to go watch these games, spend time and money um, watching it on TV. And for you to just check out, I don't know what kind of message that really sends the fan base, man. So this, it's really it's disappointing, in my opinion. Uh, Desant, shout out to Kuzma for playing through an injury. Yeah, I agree. But, man, he looks so bad and, like, he didn't care. Six minutes of cardio for Johnny. Took one shot and missed. Bad. He's a bust. Um, Kyle Kuzma, I, I agree with you. I think he is definitely playing through an injury. But I think, again, everybody's checked out. Johnny Davis, I, I – you know, and this was a question I asked West Hill Jr., man. I asked him, I said, you know, what is the expected role for Johnny Davis coming back from injury? And he said, you know, we look at him as really a defensive stopper, but you have to play to be a defensive stopper. He has gotten minimal minutes, and I don't think he's part of the foundation. I don't think he's part of the vision of this team, and I definitely think he's going to be an add-on to a trade at the deadline. I think, you know, he doesn't have much value, if, if nil at all. I mean, defensively, he does. You know, defense is is where the value is for Johnny Davis, but is I, I think his time in DC is coming to an end because from a confidence standpoint, where do you see him getting confidence after not playing <laughs> at the deadline? And then, then, you know, the deadline passes and you say, Oh, right, here you go. I mean, it's been how long? I, I don't think he's part of the future in DC. Uh, let's see. Joshua Jenkins was good. Happy holidays, Brandon transition to pyramidal defense is terrible. Been a problem since Scott Brooks days. I know we're rebuilding, but moving forward, we need more incentive on the defensive end. I completely agree. And, I, and that's what I'm saying, man. You know, when you're in a rebuild like this one, this is going to be a long rebuild. But, it, you know, if done right, we will be in a better position than we have been since the 70s. I truly believe that. You know, we, we have to take our time. We have to hit on draft picks. We have to de develop right. You know, we, we, we have to. But it starts with culture. Culture is what? Playing hard. That, you know, playing hard is the culture that you're trying to establish. When half, if three-fourths of your team, if not majority of your team is checked out, that's not culture, man. That is just a that is his recipe for disaster, because you then you're looking at scapegoats at the end of the year, and then I you know I, I hate to say this, but a lot of arrows going to point towards West Sunset Jr. You know whether or not he is truly at blame from the problems here in DC, somebody's got to be a scapegoat. You got a brand new front office. It's you know it's very early on in the rebuild. They got I mean somebody's going to get blamed. I mean and, and really if you look at you know West came over here from Denver. You know, supposed to be a defensive-minded coach, and the defense has not improved under West. Now, is it all on West? No. You know, has he had the personnel to implement a defensive system? No. We have had very few true defenders on this team since West Hill Jr. has been hired as a coach. I mean, you know, coming into the situation, we had Bradley Bill, which is not a defensive stopper. Um, KP was was all right, but you know, kind of like Gaff, when he went against centers who are bigger and stronger, he tend to struggle. You know, Coos has never really been a defender, and you know, there's times if you really take a look at his game, man, there's times where he just checks out on defense. You know, he does not have the personnel to to defend anybody. You know, Bilal, to me, you know, your top three defense uh, defenders in this team is DeLon Wright, Bilal, and Denny. Everybody else pretty much check out on defense. 
So, I mean, yeah, the blame is it's going to be interesting at the end of the year. It really is because this is just not a recipe for success. I mean, no care in the world. Nobody cares. Everybody's ready to roll. It's just it's tough to watch, man. And like I said, for the fan base who are that loyal to watch this team, you know, it's just it's going to be a long year. But again, I know rebounds are long, man. It's going to be a long one, but keep the faith. I'm trying to tell you, man. I know it's easier said than done, man, but definitely keep the faith. Um, comment certified yam inspector. That's a funny name. Danny, daddy smokes yams. Man, that is dope. <laughs> they lost by 30, fellas. This is a square. No corners to turn at all. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, Jordan Poole, I think at, at this point, just trying to get his value up to where we can flip him is pretty much the choice here, man. I mean, everybody, again, I hate to beat a dead horse, but everybody's tradable. I mean, and they should be. I think that, you know, realistically, at the deadline, should be the first dominoes to fall. And in the offseason, going into the offseason, the only player on this team potentially should be Bilal. You can say Denny, absolutely. Denny, you know, designing the extension, but we, we'll see because everybody should be tradable. So it's 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 tough to watch, man. Um, Back to you, Joshua Jenkins. We are giving up 130 points a game, and West doesn't call a timeout until it's 20-plus point lead. What does that tell you? It's frustrating and disheartening. I get it because we're rebuilding. Yeah, I'm with you, man. You know, we're rebuilding and we're not going to be good, but it's it's a difference between playing hard and losing. You know, if you have a clear talent gap and you're still losing games, I get it. But if you're checking out, that is just that's not what I want to see. That's not the culture I want to see. You know, you just don't check out because again, you know, I'm looking at this from many different perspectives. Yeah, I'm a sports analyst and I, and I analyze. But here's the thing: I, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a consumer. Uh, I you know I go to games. I mean, you know, I I drive 100 or 100, an hour and 40 minutes plus to get to games. You know, you, you know, to spend money, especially with this economy, what's going on now? Um, people are hurting right now. To spend that time and money for a product that has checked out, you're sending the wrong message to the fan base. And, you know, this has to be shored up. And I get it's a rebuild. I totally get that. I'm ready for it, man. I, my seatbelt's on. I'm strapped. I'm ready for the rebuild. But the thing is, you have to try. You have to care. You, you got to work on the culture, man. And like I said, end of the season, man, is, I think there's going to be a lot of heads going to roll, man. You know, you're going to see a whole different overhaul of this roster. And we'll see what the status is for Coach Russ SL Jr. going forward at the end of the season. Uh, Carol Pacheco, what's good? Kuzman is really difficult to watch. Every night he crashes against the world. Every game he has one or two offensive fouls because all the players have already re read his game. And Kuzma has seven turns. You know what? Well, that is a really good point. You know, I think that the, the, the yeah, the, the people would know his game. You know, he does drive the lane hard, and look, they're, they're capitalized on it, man. They, you know, offensive fouls have been an issue. I'm with you. It's just Kuzma, you know, from a leadership standpoint, has been a good leader for this team. But, you know, he had, I think if at the deadline, you definitely sell high. You know, you definitely try to get something for him because you've got to overhaul this roster. Next year should be year one. Let's get it. Bilal. You know, and go from there. You know, going to the draft, try to get more than one draft pick going to this draft. But you know, I can see Denny and Blau both being part of this team going forward. Those are two names I definitely see going forward. But again, you know, if you get if you're able to get a good package for Denny, go for it because everybody should be tra tradable. You from a salary standpoint, you want to start from zero. The only contract, and to me, if I'm GM next year, should be Blau on a rookie scale. Everybody else should be moved, and you get all the draft picks you can, see if you can get the young players back and see what you got. But, man, we've got to do this this uh, rebuild right, man. Uh, we're going to do a couple more comments. I definitely appreciate you guys, man, um, tuning in with me tonight, man. 
Let's see. Edward Moore looks good. I honestly think we will see the true direction of the team at the trade deadline. Amen. I'm with you. Um, You're going to see a clear picture of truly what is the path for this team after the deadline. Because right now, they're consolidating. They're evaluating. Uh, I, I ain't trying to be Mr. Seuss here, but um, they're trying to boost the value of these guys and move on from the assets and really, really clear out them. It's, it's muddy right now. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's muddy water right now. Try to clear everything out and see what they have and then go from there. So I agree. You know, you're not going to see the true direction until after the deadline. Uh, let's see. Jude Shaw looks good. How you doing tonight? I feel for Kuz. I wish he could get traded to a better team. At least as good as Atlanta, Phoenix, Memphis. Kuz remind me of Obre now playing for Philly. That's intriguing um, comparison. But I, I feel you, man. I think that Kyle Kuzma is best served as maybe a third or fourth scoring option on a contending team. You know, he, you know, he does. He can score. You know, efficiency gets hit. Yes, but he, he's definitely a scorer. He definitely knows how to use his size. SX10 to drive the lane, but there's there are things you still want from him from his offensive game. But defensively, man, I wouldn't ask too daggone much. <laughs> I mean, you know, because I'm I'm just being hundred with you. So let's see. Uh Fred Fezzo, what's good? How you doing tonight, man? Shaman is still trying. Yeah, he is, man. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. You know, going into the season, I didn't really watch Shaman too much. You know, I was under the impression that he was a shooter. You know, but man, he got a little ups and he can drive the lane with some power. He's going to have some value. I think he's definitely a tradable asset. He's not a long-term piece. Um, I have, I've had the, the pleasure of actually talking to him, uh, interviewing him at the facility, man. And uh, like I said, um, his mind frame is he's just he's 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 ready for the deadline. I mean, a lot of these guys are. I think a lot of guys are checked out because they know this is a rebuild. You know, they're ready to see what's next for the in break careers, and and it's 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 really unfortunate that they checked out to the point where they don't care, but. That's just the situation we're in right now, and it will change, man. But you just please keep the faith. Uh, Joshua Jenkins again. Wes was doing his post game interview, was laughing and looked uncomfortable. A lot of these guys are going to get traded. That's why I say it's hard to judge the coaches. You know, I, it's easy to blame Wes Elsell Jr., but look at the situation he's inherited, man. I mean, he came in with a roster where it was, it was like a, a combination of vets and young guys battling for minutes. He, I mean, he came into a really crazy situation tommy shepherd did him no favors with the, the environment he brought him in and then now with a transition you know you went from that situation with bradley bill not you know being a number one who wasn't a number one and trying to you know see what he can do with this solid three and now you know he's in a rebuild it's, it's a tough situation like i said they're looking they're going to look for scapegoats is it entirely fair to blame west so jr no i don't think so i think that he inherited a really bad situation but you know, you guys let me know in the comments, man. I mean, are you willing to sit through another year with Sunset Jr. in a rebuild? Or do you think the best answer is to get another coach? Definitely let me know. Um, Blimey on one Maynard. Man, that's interesting. Uh, trade pool to the heat. See if Riley, Spolstra, and Butler can fix his men mentality or shot selection. That is interesting. You know, the question is, would he adhere to the heat culture? We'll see, man. Now, I mean, there's been eccentric guys that have been to Miami have been fixed. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's definitely a mentality thing with Jordan Poole. The talent, the talent is there. So that is, that's interesting, man. But question for you is who would you want in return? I mean, I don't know. I don't see Tyler here. We shall see. Um, Joshua Jenkins again, man. I agree with you, Brandon. There was no interest for anybody tonight, but it's all part of a rebuild. It sucks, but we will get better at some point. Just hope it's not five years plus. You know, here's the thing. I don't think it's five years plus, man, because you're trying to make that move to VA. I think it behooves them if they, and it's not hundred percent, but you know, you you move to a new facility that the taxpayers of uh, the Commonwealth are going to be paying for. You want a winning product on the floor, so it behooves them to make this a three to four year 
rebuild. But I totally agree. So, uh, man, a lot of good comments. Hey, um, I'm going to put it on YouTube. I've already put it on X. We will be doing a mailbag episode tomorrow. So definitely um, I'm going to formally put the announcement up on YouTube and on X. But definitely shoot us your best question. So I'm going to do one more comment, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to do two, man, because there's a few. I'm, I'm going to do three. There's, I see a couple of you guys I have not done yet. Um, Dean Pomeroy, I went to the Magic Wizards game yesterday, and it wasn't a complete disappointment. No, they play hard. So that's what I'm saying. Consistency. 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 You know, they have to be consistent. You know, you cannot just check out one game and the next game you don't care. Um, let's see. Edward Moore said, I honestly see Kispert as part of the future. All contenders usually have a player like him. I agree. You know, you definitely need a shooter, a guy with a high basketball IQ who can cut. I agree. Kispert is somebody that I definitely think they need to go ahead um, and extend. I think, you know, you need a shooter. And, man, I tell you, man, watching him shoot, he can definitely shoot that ball, man. So, yeah, I agree with you. And I'm going to end the show off with Sheldon T, and it's kind of the same thing. I've been happy with Kispert lately. Always plays hard. Defense is a little better. I mean, he's trying on defense. We know that he's not going to be a stopper, but he's trying on defense. But, you know, Kispert is a guy that I do think he's part of the future. You know, if if, if I had to pick three names, it would definitely be Bilal Kulabali. Denny Aivya would be the guy I would can, um, definitely keep around. And Corey Kispert, absolutely. You know, you need a shooter off the bench. So um, I, we're going to go ahead and call it there. Again, man, shout out to my guy, E. Um, hope you get better, man. Definitely, I'm definitely keeping your prayers, man, because there's always something going around. I mean, I've been sick of a ton this year, man. So definitely keep him in your prayers. You guys get well yourself, man. Watch. So I definitely hope everybody had a good holiday, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever, man. Definitely wish you guys spent time with family, ate good, drank a little bit. Um, so we're going ahead and call it a night. Uh, we will see you tomorrow for mailbag episode, and then of course Friday they have a game. So we're gonna do a preview tomorrow night as well. So again, appreciate you guys. And Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you, 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And again, um, on the YouTube side, like, subscribe. If you're not a member of Lockdown Wizards, then definitely consider, man. We have a lot of good content coming your way. We know it's a rebuild, man, but we got the draft free agency coming up. And, we, of course, man, we like to have fun and chop it up with you guys on here. So definitely, definitely definitely consider it um on the youtube oh lord the podcast side five star review is much appreciated if we deserve so again everybody have a blessed night hail to the wizards and peace see you guys next time hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today